you have to enjoy doing it. If you don't enjoy doing it, you're not going to do it. Um, you have to take joy in the really little progressions. Thank you for listening to the Better Than Yesterday podcast hosted by Star Strength and Conditioning. We believe that by creating positive habits in sleep, mindset, nutrition, relationships, movement, mobility, and training, you have the ability to become better than yesterday. Hey everyone, Paul here from Stark, and I am lucky to be able to sit down across from Linnell Johnson today. She's been an athlete in the CrossFit world for about eight years now. So she started at Stark 1.0. She was someone who kind of started without a whole lot of athletic background, and uh, it's just been amazing to see her progress and progressions over the years. So eight years of dedication to, you know, moving well, being coached, um, always trying her best to, to do the best she can with where she's at and always being hungry for more. I know she's going to say she's not an extremely competitive individual, but I think there's uh, some level of, of competitiveness with herself to, to become better every day. Hopefully you guys are able to take something away from this podcast and make yourselves a little bit better than yesterday. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hello, everyone. This is Paul from Stark, and I am sitting here across from Linnell. We're very, very far apart doing this sort of social distancing podcast. Hello, Linnell. Hello, Paul. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you? Pretty good. You're pretty excited to do this? Oh, yes. <laughs> I live for public speaking and all do that sort of thing. That's awesome. So I've, I'm excited to have Linnell here with us today because uh, she's she's been around for a while in the CrossFit slash fitness community. It's been like at least eight years now. Yeah. So... Um, Yeah, she's somebody that I think a lot of people look up to and down to at the same time, but uh, look up to when they see her move and the amount of weight she's lifting and all that kind of stuff and and comments that I always hear is like, wow, she makes it look so easy. But uh, I think I kind of wanted to have her in here and and tell people about, you know, what it's taken for her to get to that point um, and the amount of, of work and um, drive she has to, to move as well as she does and learn movements as well as she has. So, uh, Linnell, uh, let's, uh, let's hear a little bit about your life. My life. Well, before CrossFit, it was, I don't want to say completely sedentary. I tried to stay active. No, no. Even before that, oh. even before that, before I yeah, started like CrossFit? When, you were, when you were young, like, were you active oh, then? Were you like, no, not no. at all. I, my least favorite class ever was physical education. <laughs> really? I kid you not. I tried everything to get out of it. <laughs> like everything what? I oh, I would fake leg injuries for <laughs> running and I wouldn't be able to breathe anything, anything I could do to get out of it. I hated it, hated anything physical. But I wasn't good at anything either. I had two older brothers. They played hockey. And back in the 70s, there was not a lot of sports for girls to play. It's not like today. Kid, you know, girls play ringette today and hockey today. Back then they didn't. So I fell through the cracks and did nothing. Nothing at all. (laughs) So nothing, apparently. Yeah, absolutely no organized sports. And did, uh, did your parents, like... Were they active or did they push for activity or anything like that? No. No. (laughs) Not at all. They were not physically active at all. They were healthy people, um, but uh, they didn't do... No, we didn't ever played anything. Like, we never threw a ball. We never... Nothing. Okay. 
Yeah. And with your brothers, was it, was there any like level of competition between the three of you or anything like that? No, I think cause I'm the youngest, my oldest brother's 10 years older than me. And then my other one was two years older than me. So even between the boys, they were too old to compete with each other. Okay. So no, well. just lazy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so when did you, when did you start? Like, you know, you went to college or university for... I went to university. Yeah. Um, even before that, I would say it was after high school mm-hmm. because even in high school, I never exercised. I never did anything. You were still dodging classes then? Totally. Yeah. I did what I had to do physically. Okay. And, you know, I was lucky. My parents were healthy, so I've never been overweight. Yeah. Um, but probably heavier than, you know, I'm only five feet tall. I weighed maybe 110 pounds. But after high school, after I graduated, I'm like, I should do something. Like both my brothers um, weightlifted. That okay. was the extent of their... And they were pretty big, right? Like bodybuilding, weightlifting, yeah, not just, fully yeah, lifting. Just all for looks. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that all there is? <laughs> well, yes. That's why I started <laughs> yeah. exercising. <Okay. laughs> um, and so the only thing I thought of that I could do was I started running. Okay. Didn't particularly like it, but uh, lost a little bit of weight. And uh, So you got down to like 107? Well, <laughs> no. Uh, honest, I was probably about 100 pounds. Yeah. Yeah pre-CrossFit, just doing my little running. Yeah. Yeah. Limp noodle arms. So, but that's, yeah, that's all I did. How often would you run? Did you start like, were you at a gym? Did you just take off outside? How did that look? Just took off outside. Yeah. And then I'm like, maybe I should have a goal. I'm not a kind of person who sets goals. I don't like to disappoint myself. But I set a goal. I said, we'll start with a half marathon. Let's train for a half marathon. That's a big, so not a 5K or anything. You went half marathon right away. No, I think I kind of routinely would run 5Ks. Okay. And then I'd go a little bit more. I would alternate between fives and tens. Okay. So I thought, well, we'll run a half marathon. I don't even know where I got the program from. I know I'd gotten it from somewhere. I honestly can't remember if Google even existed at that time. Okay. (laughs) That may have been pre-Google. Okay. Um, But yeah, I ran in the... What is it that police half marathon? Police half, yeah. So I did that. Yeah. And like totally rocked it. I always say I did it in under two hours. Yeah. The official time was one fifty nine fifty seven. <laughs> nice. It was under two hours. Yeah. And I left there and I thought, I hate running. <laughs> really? I hate it. I am never gonna run again. Oh, and it man. probably took me about a month before I even started running again. But it's like the only reason I did it was because that's all I did. And you yeah. had to do something. Yeah. So that was your first ever like running event experience? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what did you what did you think of it? Like getting getting ready for it? Um, even I guess the, the training leading up to it, were you pretty pretty consistent with the training? Did you follow the program? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, completely. So and then at the time we lived right by Birds Hill Park. So yeah. I used to run in the park. And I think I can't remember what the programming was, but my longest run was not a half marathon. I ran the park twice, whatever that is. It's close to... It's 22K. You're like one... If you run around the loop, (laughs) it's 11K. So that's like one kilometer short of the half marathon. (laughs) So, yeah. So that was my longest run before (laughs) the half marathon, and I've never run that long again. (laughs) If you can run 22K, you can run 23. (laughs) Should be okay. Yeah. And I had a little more motivation when you're in... A sea of people, right? Yeah. 
So how did you find that? So race day, like, did you have anyone helping you out leading up to that? Or was it just like, ah, I'm just going to go out on a long run today? Yeah. yeah. No, I just went. And then, I mean, my family thought I was nuts. Yeah. And at the finish line, my husband was there and my mom. And uh, I still remember because my husband was like so inspired. Like when I crossed the line, he's like, maybe I'll train for a marathon. I'm like... Thanks for stealing all my thunder in about yeah. half a second. Is, is this Ray or did you have another husband? <laughs> no, no, this is Ray. <laughs> this is yeah. Ray. He, wow. Wow. Okay. I'm happy to say he did not. He didn't he run a full He lost all no. ambition and okay. did not run a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what was, what was race day like? So you, would, you were primarily running on your own previous to that, right? Totally. Okay. Always on my own. Yeah. Okay. And I have to say at this point, because neither of us were into anything else. Ray bodybuilded. Yep. And back when he was in his 20s, he competed at it. Yep. So that's all he did. And I could run circles around him. Yep. It was fun. Like I could barely drag him for a run. He hated it. Yeah. Yeah. So what was what was the actual run like, the race day like? I know people talk about, you know, the event day and stuff like that. I know a lot of it comes up to the, the training that you put in. So obviously you were ready for it. You put in the work, the time, the effort. What was, what was race day like? Um, you know, it was fine. I think because I had sort of done it and I knew like there's a lot of nerves just because there's so many people there and then, you yeah. know, you're in that mass start. Um, but there are so many people that are clearly less fit than you that make <laughs> you feel better. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't think I really thought about it. It was just something I arbitrarily said, I'm going to do this. And I ended up showing up there and, and just did it. Um, and then because you actually wear that little ankle chip that tells you exactly when you get in. Because when yep. I crossed under the line, it was After over two, two hours. It was hours. like two hours and 17 minutes or seven minutes and something. But my actual chip came back saying right. that I did better. So You must have been way at the back at the start then. Yeah, like, for sure. For sure. Because even like I'm not a pushy person. Like people are really jockeying for like yeah. to be in the front and stuff. And I'm just like, okay, I'll you, just stand back here with... Yeah, they're elderly people. The walkers, yeah. <laughs> the 5Kers, I'll beat them all. Yeah. 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 Oh, that happens in workouts now too, right? Like people go hard right out of the gates and stuff, and then totally. like you end up passing them later on. So yeah. not a big deal. I am not one of those people that go hard right out of the gates. So, so that was how long before you actually got into, say, like CrossFit and uh, functional fitness training? Oh, man. I can't even remember what year that I did that. Because it was um, eight years ago that you started this stuff. So Yes. So this was before Samara was born. She's now 13. So I think okay. it was the year before her. Okay. Well. Yeah. You're like, I ran my half. Time to have a kid. <laughs> That's the next challenge. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. The half was much easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet. So what, what got you into the more, I guess, functional style of fitness when you started that? So you started at Stark 1.0. It was like just around eight years ago now. So I did. But what started me was just before that, all the boot camps. Remember when they were so big? They yep. still are, I guess. Boot camps, everywhere yep. boot camps. And someone recommended Wellness Institute, you specifically, you used to run a boot camp out of there. And I went. And was the it first tough enough? Was that it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the first time that I went, it wasn't you. Okay. Um, and then so I went back for like the other 
I can't even remember how long you signed up for. It was like, like 10 week remember. sessions or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I did that twice. And after that, it was, I think it was shortly after that that you left and you started Stark. Mm-hmm. And there I was yeah. on the first day. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> And that was that was different than the boot camps. Like the the tough enough classes at the wellness, there was quite a few people in there. Like we didn't have a ton of equipment for like we weren't using any of the machines or anything like that. No. So it was all body weight plyometrics, like yeah, anything that we could think of that didn't require a whole lot of equipment. So Oh yeah, we ran outside and ran stairs a lot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, there was no weights at all. So what did you, I guess, what did you think of that versus kind of when you started coming to Stark shortly after we opened up? Because we were, we were using more dumbbells, kettlebells, barbells, and stuff that you weren't really exposed to in the, in the boot camp there. Yeah. Well, I think we all kind of, a lot of us learned together, yep. right? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, and when Stark first started, it wasn't Stark CrossFit. Right, right. right. It was creative Creative. conditioning. Yeah. (laughs) So I just loved, even in the boot camp, all the various movements you did. That's what I liked. I hate doing the same things over and over again. This is why I also don't like couplets in CrossFit. (laughs) Um, Unless they're Fran and they last five minutes. Yeah, Um, or less. Yeah. I've only done Fran less than five minutes once. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I like the variety. Okay. And uh, so when we moved over to creative conditioning, there was even more variety. So it was, I loved it. I loved it from the minute I first started it. Yeah, we had, yeah, we had more options available to us. Um, I know the, the big difference is there's way more of a learning curve. And, you know, as a, as a coach, like I was learning along the way too. And, yeah. you know, you guys took the learning curve on the chin, <laughs> like some workouts <laughs> were like very, very long and had like multiple parts. Like usually, you know, now we might do some like strength work, a part A and a part B with a Metcon and there was like part A, B, C, D. Oh yes. So, yes. An hour yeah. and a half classes were kind <laughs> of the norm. Yeah. Yeah. Those were, those were always fun more so to coach probably than to participate in, <laughs> but people kept coming back. Um, yeah, it's, I know not everyone was, was crazy about the, the new toys and tools that we had. So we had people, I had previous clients that, uh, that I used to work with for, for years. And after, you know, opening up creative conditioning and, and doing more of the barbells and the weightlifting and stuff like that, I had some people that, that didn't enjoy it all that much. And then they ended up essentially leaving because they just weren't having fun with it. Um, and, and it takes a special kind of person <laughs> to want to, wanna, <laughs> you know, keep, keep learning and, and putting time and effort into technique because it's a lot of the stuff isn't things that you learn overnight, like it takes years to get good at them. So why, why did that, why did you enjoy that versus like the, the boot camp type stuff? Um, well, don't get me wrong. There are some movements that I wanted to quit over. <laughs> yeah. Um, specifically like double unders. Okay. Oh my God. I, I'm, I was ready to quit CrossFit over double unders. Those things sucked, especially to learn. Um, but I think for people who want to do nothing but run or cycle, it's very monotonous, and some people enjoy that, just moving, moving at the same pace, at the same this. Um, yep. 
that bored me to death. And that's what I hated about running. I always wanted to be mentally stimulated. So that's why changing this and going to this and learning this. So I loved it. And especially when you were started to hit lifts that, you know, wow, that felt great. That was so much easier than, you know, last week at the same weight. So you're progressing, which is, I mean, once you kind of run, oh, well, okay, I guess I shaved half a second off my yeah. 5K, woo. Yeah. So, yeah, especially in the beginning in CrossFit, there are so many PRs. It's like, oh, my God, you know, and so many movements, and that's what I liked. Um, I didn't want to do nothing but squat. Yeah. So there were some classes where we would back squat, we would front squat, and then we would overhead squat. We yep. did all the squats in one day. Yeah. So, and I liked that. I liked the challenge of it. So the double unders almost stopped you from, did they seriously almost stop you from They coming? did yeah. because okay. it, they were so unrewarding to learn. Like yeah. you can clean and clean and clean and clean. And it's like, you're still moving and you're still doing it. You either have double unders or you do not. Um, and I kind of got them and then I lost them. And it took me longer to relearn them than to learn them initially. And I was just, I was whipping myself. I was in agony. At some point, I actually even put a pillowcase in my shorts to save my butt. Like, yeah, it was awful. And just like when triple unders first yeah. came out, yeah. I thought, no. <laughs> That's it. I'm sticking with doubles. No, this, this has to die. And thankfully, there are no triple unders. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that doesn't happen very often at all. And mostly in yeah, most gyms now, like... I think maybe... it was something CrossFit didn't embrace. No. Right? I'm not seeing triple unders at the games. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> so, um, Ray ended up joining you too. I don't remember how long in... Not that long. It was only, I don't know, a few weeks, maybe a month. Because he had I the bodybuilding background. I completely peer pressured him into it. <laughs> okay. Because literally, oh yeah, he looked great. He looked fit. Yeah. Couldn't run down the block. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I said to him, this is, this is awesome. You've got to come. And his exact words were, what can that do for me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good I, times. Yeah. I... I remember, I don't know if it was you or him that said to me that he was going to come and try your fairy dance class or yes. something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So he did. Yeah. And I mean, he had his ass handed to him. It was different. Like if you're yeah. bodybuilding and now you're doing like compound movements and then having to go for a 200 meter run, like that yeah. stuff will kick your ass. Yeah. And it was stimulating, like enough for him to be like, and he's stupid competitive. <laughs> so he's like, huh. Well, I want to be able to do that at some point. So I think he kept coming back yeah. because he was going to show you that he could do it at some point. <laughs> so was that it, his level of competitiveness? Or does it, like, did you guys enjoy coming together and doing classes together and working out together? I think both. Together? It yeah. was everything, you yeah. know, because we certainly had fun in, in the classes. Um, yeah, so it was both. No, it's... Uh, some couples work out well together and others <laughs> others do not. I know Lori does not work like working out with me at all. And uh, yeah, she says it's kind of, uh, what's the word? Not demoralizing. I don't know, maybe demoralizing. <laughs> I, but I'm like, it, it doesn't matter how much someone's lifting or how fast they're doing something or whatever. What matters is like, are you challenging yourself appropriately? Are you having a good time? Are you getting better or not? Are you destroying yeah. yourself with it? Well, initially it was so much fun because I was 
so much better than him. <laughs> like at everything. Um, and his mobility was like beyond horrific. So just... It was not very good, no. I mean, he could... Actually, you know what? When he first started, he could not do an air squat without falling over or hanging on to something. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was like super fun for me at the beginning <laughs> um, until he started getting better than me. Yeah. And then it's not so much fun. How, but how I'm long not, did that take? I don't know. Because he, well, he worked on, and, and we're going to have to do a podcast with Ray too, so he can tell his side of the story. <laughs> but he worked on mobility a lot. Like he had I'd come into the gym some days and he'd have bands wrapped all around him. And like, oh, yeah. yeah. He was but, and still is so determined, right? Yeah, because definitely. If, and Ray's been like that with everything in life. If he's going to do something, he wants to be the best. Yeah. In the world. <laughs> <laughs> not, not just locally, in the world. Exactly. So let's, let's get back to kind of like when you, you started, you're hitting these new movements, you're using, you know, barbells, kettlebells, dumbbells, um, and, and even body weight. So I know when people see you like doing pull-ups now, you're doing butterfly pull-ups, whether it's a demo or in a workout, and it's like people will stop and watch you because it's like a beautiful thing to watch. <laughs> so, you know... Tell people like what that was like when you started using like an empty barbell for stuff and like even just trying to do pull-ups. I remember you at the old gym, like on the pull-up bar on the old rack there, like using the stairs with your feet to get your like chin up or pull up for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Run up the air to the bar. (laughs) But that was even, that was progress at that point because I used, I used every band there was, uh, you know, started with the black and then progressed. Um, yeah. Cause people always say, Oh my God, I would love to be able to pull up like you. I'm like, well, eight years ago I could not do one single strict pull up. Um, and I'm lucky that I'm five feet tall and weighed a hundred pounds. That (laughs) certainly makes it easier, but my arms were certainly not any stronger than anyone else's. But that was one thing that I think I was really determined. I wanted to do the gymnastics because I'm never going to deadlift 300 pounds. Well, we'll see. Um, (laughs) That is yet to be determined. (laughs) But uh, I like the gymnastics. And it's funny because for the first time in my life, I really wanted to do something like that. I was challenged by it. So, and at that time too, I did little programs on my own, like, you know, the negatives and all that. Um, but I tend to be lazy a lot of times when it comes to class two. I'm like, oh, let's just do this the easy way. And I still remember the day doing pull-ups in a workout with a band. And I'm literally using it like a slingshot. <laughs> and you were like... Just like a jolly you know, jumper. <laughs> get rid of the band. And I was like, I can't get rid of the band. It's my crutch. Um, but yeah, so it just progressed from there. And you do one and you do two. And it's like even learning the kipping. Like everything's, everything's hard. Nothing's easy. No. But because people come and they're like, oh, like, yeah, you can do sets of 20. Well, yeah, but there was a time when it's like, all I could do was three. Then all I could do was four. But if you just keep working at it and keep working, that's what's rewarding. Is the more time you put into it, wow, you just get better. Yeah. And you you took a good approach too. Like you ended up learning strict before kipping. Um, You had your kipping pull-ups down and then started like working on the butterfly. Um, I know you were working on them. You, you wanted to get those really bad. I did. And yeah, yeah. I don't think you were taking enough rest days in between. Attempts, no, probably not. Probably not. You're pretty, you were pretty <laughs> determined with that. So, um, you know, you're, you're getting fitter, you're getting stronger with the movements. Um, it was, it was, 
awesome seeing like your progress. I, I'm never going to forget the first time you ended up like swinging that hundred pound kettlebell oh, and yeah. then you were slightly <laughs> off balance and it like <laughs> took you for a walk and then you like hit it, hit it right after that. And you're like busting out swings with this kettlebell that weighs just as much as you do, which was yeah. super cool to see. Like, I wish we had some heavier ones for, you know, those of us that are like 175, 200 pounds to try and swing and be like, Hey, here's how Linnell felt when she was doing yeah, it. Totally. But, um, yeah, did you, did you ever, other than the double unders, did you really get frustrated with stuff or were you just happy seeing progress with things bit by bit? Did you, you know, did you understand that like it was a process and it was going to take time or how, what kept you interested in coming back? I'm sorry, is there anyone alive who has ever snatched well from the first time they have snatched? No. I mean, it didn't make me want to quit, but it was and still is very frustrating. Um, but yeah, I think other than the double unders, which because they're not fun to work on, but at least snatches are fun to work on, right? Yep. And out of every a thousand that you do poorly, you do one well and it's like, Ooh, I can do this. That felt so, so easy. It keeps <laughs> yeah. you coming back. Yeah. Yeah. But not everyone's wired like that. There's a lot of people who are like, they get frustrated that they're stuck with a bar for like a, the first month or something like that. And you know, you can, to be honest, like if you're coming to regular classes and, you know, we're not snatching every day sort of thing, like it might come up in a workout every week or, you know, every 10 days or something like that. So if you miss that day, you could go two, three, four weeks without snatching yeah, and not really get any better. And it doesn't feel like you're, you're making a whole lot of progress with it. So um, you know, hitting stuff like weightlifting classes where you're going to have more feedback, um, is, is definitely going to be beneficial to you because then you can just work on those skills a lot more. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's, what's nice about having those kind of extra classes, right? Cause you can do that. Um, cause some people aren't interested in it and that's, you can go to a CrossFit class and never snatch with a barbell if you don't want to, or, yeah. you know, you don't have to do a heavy one rep max if you don't care. Yeah. Um, I just like all of it. I don't know why, because I've never liked anything else physical. <laughs> I, I don't. But eight years later, and I love it as much as the day I walked through those doors. So I consider myself lucky um, because it's something I look forward to every day. Oh. Touching the barbell. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's, there's a lot of women that start that don't like the barbell and don't want to use it. And I think it's maybe a level of like discomfort that they're not comfortable using the bar and they're just learning sort of thing and it feels awkward like anytime you you try a new movement you know if I ask someone like how does it feel and they're like oh it's awkward it's like well you've never done this before in your life so yeah it's going to be challenging and a lot of the stuff especially the Olympic lifts like you need a good amount of body awareness to to know how it feels or how you're supposed to feel while you're doing it and you know some people when you ask them like how did that feel I don't know where yeah. did you feel that? I don't know. Like, yeah. did it feel light? Did it feel easy? I don't know. Like, I remember feeling that way for sure with some things and, you know, certain lifts, you do something, they're like, do you know what you did wrong there? I'm like, I have no idea what I did wrong there. All I know is it didn't go well. Yeah. So it does, it takes time to learn your body and how it moves and yeah. Yeah. It takes practice and repetition over and over and over again. Yeah. But... Um, how long did it feel until, and maybe you don't even feel that way yet, but how long did it feel until you were like more comfortable doing the Olympic lifts? How many years in? Cause I'm assuming it wasn't months. No. Yeah. Years. And to be honest, I still don't, 
not that I don't like to snatch, it's I haven't progressed very far in it at all. Um, but I kind of avoid it, I think. Not so much avoid it, but I don't seek it out. Yeah. Like, you yeah. don't practice it. I or, don't. I don't. Every once in a while, I'd see you doing it in open gym now, but like, yes. Not often. No. No. And I'm not interested, one, in strictly Olympic lifting. Yeah. Um, I like utilizing the Olympic lifts as part of a workout. Um, so it doesn't have to be heavy. I'm not interested in progressing my one rep max, you know, to as high as I possibly can. It, yeah. I, I don't care. I would rather barbell cycle than that. So I've kind of learned in some things to be like, that's not as important to me. I'm just going to let it go. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try and be proficient at bar muscle-ups now. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> you pick and choose, right? Because you can't work on everything at once. No, no, it's too t- Well, maybe if you're training full-time, eight hours a day sort of thing. But Yeah, uh, I'm just going to quit my job <laughs> yeah. and do CrossFit. Yeah. That should pay well. Yeah, other than that. Um, no, it does take time to, to learn all that stuff and to get good at it. Um, I just, I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something um, and uh, and it's gone. But anyways, with the Olympic, oh, it was about the Olympic lifts. Like when you, if you're searching for that one rep max uh, or a new PR for your snatch or whatever, like the amount of work and effort and specific drilling it would take to, to get there and to get beyond that is quite a bit. Like you need to be lifting several times a week like three four times a week maybe even five like and that includes like shoulder stability work and for you not really mobility work and stuff like that but uh yeah for sure and that to be quite honest that's not something that interests me a huge amount like the accessory work Mm -hmm. I'll do it to a certain degree um but I don't want the big lift enough to dedicate all that time right and at the end of the day there's nothing wrong with that you have nope. to find what you like. Yeah. I think I'm fairly well-rounded in everything. And uh, I'll just keep doing that because I really like it. No, that's that's all that matters. Like if you're, if you are going to be willing to put in the time to chase that, you know, heavy snatch or clean and jerk or whatever, like it's, it's a lot of dedication, a lot of time, a lot of effort. And there are some people that do just search for that, which is great. But, you know, I think to to be well-rounded and have fun with, with your fitness, like having a, a good idea, good mechanics of how the movement's supposed to feel, like you can you can throw it into workouts um, and, and enjoy it. So with that being yeah. said, how do you feel about, you know, the using Olympic lifts, like snatching barbell cycling uh, in a workout as compared to like separating it from building to a heavy snatch? So like weightlifting versus like, CrossFit weightlifting. Right. Well, the same thing. I like the variety. So I don't want to have the same workout every day. I don't want to come in and do a strength component every day and then do a short metcon. And sometimes I like to do a long metcon. Sometimes I like to do just more strength. And so, so I just like it all over the place. It's not that I don't like to lift heavy. I just don't want to work on it four to five days a week. Yeah. Okay. So with, you kind of took a bit of a, a break from, from Stark. Uh, you, you're at a couple different gyms, a couple different CrossFit gyms, and then you've been back more recently. Well, more recently, it's been over a year now, I guess. So Almost two, yeah. This, this two, spring is two, man. yeah. Time's flying. When but, you have fun, it does. Yeah. So 
Um, what what kinds of things have you learned along the the CrossFit path that you've been on? So just being in different places, learning from different coaches, like what are some some of the takeaways you've gotten from some of that? Um, well, we've been lucky. I think we both went to uh, gyms with still some great members, some great coaches, and just kind of different. Uh, one of the first gyms we went to um, had one of the coaches who had gone to the games a couple of times. So uh, it's kind of, it's interesting to, and fun to learn from the best of the best. Yeah, um, for sure. But I don't know. Um, we, we kind of had left there just because it was far from home. Yeah. Um, and then ended up at another gym. And same thing. It's kind of all the CrossFit gyms I've been to have been pretty similar. Great coaches, great people. Mm-hmm. But I always knew at the end of the day I'd come back to Stark at some point. At some point. Sooner or later. Yeah. No. Oh. Um, no, that's always awesome to hear. Um, when I guess working out with someone who is a games level competitor, do you feel like you, you can take a a lot away from that? Or I always think when it comes to like, you know, you meet the, the best of the best in like whatever sport it is, a lot of it has to do with them and their determination and the amount of work they put in some of it. Some of it comes down to genetics, but genetics aren't going to get you to, like, you know, the NHL or CrossFit Games or whatever. Like, it's going to take a, an exceptional amount of work and effort to get there. So, Yeah. Um, you know, other than it just being, it was interesting. Um, I didn't find it a better or worse experience. I, you know, anywhere you go, you can run into some coaches that just don't, work for you or don't inspire you and it's some sometimes for personal reasons sometimes for you know nothing that they have done or have not done um in all the gyms I've been to everything's been pretty good I haven't had any horrible experiences um but yeah with some of the higher level athletes especially coaches they're may not be passionate about coaching. That's part of what they need to do to get them to their next level. Right. Um, but it doesn't matter. I, I guess at the end of the day, uh, I have been to gyms where I've had some coaches that were so passionate about everything. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter if you were like the 50-year-old who was working on your first like toe-to-bar or... And that's always great. Yeah. Uh, some of those coaches are one in a million. Um so, yeah, I've had a good experience, I think, wherever I've gone. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just happy to be back here. And all the coaches here, are, you know, they all have that zest for coaching, which is yeah. nice. Because sometimes they don't always. No. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting finding the right coaches, like helping to build the right coaches. But they have to have the right attitude to begin with. If, if they're wanting to like help others, if they want to see others progress. And that's, that's something I've just learned more and more when, you know, getting coaches, I've had some coaches that have been really great technically. And then when it comes to like, I guess, um, people, (laughs) people (laughs) skills might not be the greatest. And then, um, and then there's some that have great people skills that need to kind of top up some of the, the skill work, which is, something that can be taught, which is awesome. Personality is, isn't always something that can be taught or never. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's, 
it, it's interesting. I think if you can find the right people who are passionate about it enough that want to put in the work and become better coaches, like um, I, I've gotten some really great comments of members that have like been away and then come back and. Um, I think it was Dan um, Sorokowski that was like, he was at our old gym and he yeah. came back here and uh, he was like, holy man, like I've been to a class that Ali taught and that Caden taught and um, and that Lori, like he just said, like they've come such a long way because he was away for a couple of years as well. So it's, yeah. it's cool when, you know, people start out and I was, I was the same, like, you know, you start out and you're, you're not very good at it, but... <laughs> But then you like get better because you practice it. And that's just, it's just the way it goes. Like no one will ever graduate from kinesiology and be a great coach right off the bat. And no one will ever, you know, just go into a kettlebell course and be an amazing kettlebell coach. It's going to be, you need to put in the time and the effort and the repetitions and just like it takes to become a good athlete. Yeah. No, for sure. You just need the desire to, and passion to want to do that. Right. Yeah, definitely. What do you think it takes to get good at CrossFit? What, what kind of person does it take? Um, what kind of effort do you have to put in? Um, I guess lots of effort. Um, you have to enjoy doing it. If you don't enjoy doing it, you're not going to do it. Um, you have to take joy in the really little progressions because you're not going to go, you know, you're not going to PR by 20 pounds every time and you're not going to go and do a bar muscle up if you can only do like two strict pull-ups. So you want to have to work on it. Um, And it's fun to do it with other people. Um, Yeah. You enjoy doing that more than training on your own for sure. I do not train on my own. No? Like ever. No. Really? Okay. No. I like to do it with people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I do want to bring up the, the power lifting side of things as well because... Oh, yes. Yes. Because <laughs> I dabbled. I am, I am sitting across <laughs> from a power lifting champion here. So, um, yeah. What, what made you want to... Because you were working with, with uh, Mark and Kurt here when they were doing the powerlifting classes, what got you wanting to, to do that and then, uh, and then actually go and compete and set some amazing records? Peer pressure. <laughs> that was it. Um, I wanted to get stronger. Yeah. I'm just a little person. And uh, yeah, none of my lifts are huge. So okay. I just wanted to get stronger. So I took my first powerlifting class and I liked it because it was just... I had done the CrossFit class beforehand, yep. so that all warmed up, all ready to go, because um, I don't really like to warm up. No, so <laughs> always doubling I, up. There. I was already so it was easy. Like I, I don't want to say easy, but you're, it's not like you're going and you're squatting as much as you can squat and deadlifting as much as you can squat and bench pressing as much as you can squat. I like the linear progression of it, and I just came and I put in the work, and then we would always do accessory work. Mm-hmm. But again, I did it with other people, yep. which is key for me. Um, <laughs> Way more enjoyable. Yeah. So I just, you know, did it for a few months and got stronger. And what was really cool is because I've never bench pressed, I think, in my life. And it's like doing push-ups got easier. Yeah. So that was kind of neat. Um, and then one day, yeah, Mark came up to me and he's like, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? And what do you weigh? <laughs> so I, I told like those him. Those are two questions you typically don't ask a woman. Exactly. 
So I told him and he looked at me and he said, would you ever be interested in competing? So I said, no. He's like, okay, that's fair. And as he's walking away, I said, well, you know what? I said, I'd compete if I knew I'd win. And he, he says, oh, okay. So he walks away and he comes back. <laughs> and he says, what if I told you that no one in Manitoba at your age and weight has ever competed? So you would go and win everything. And I said, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So I'm not a competitive person. I certainly don't like being in the limelight, but I thought, this is a win-win situation. <laughs> so I could sandbag and still win. <laughs> I could lift the barbell. Um, so yeah, so I did my first powerlifting competition and yep. Mark came with me and handled me and it was fantastic and scary, um, but I can put it on my list of things I've accomplished. So what, because you've never done an Olympic lifting comp, but what, so what did you find the biggest differences between doing a CrossFit competition and then uh, the weightlifting or powerlifting? Because powerlifting, like you're, you're waiting a little bit in between your, your lifts. I guess it depends on how many people are lifting that weight, but. Yes. So powerlifting, the actual competition part of it is really boring because you're there all day, and you make six lifts. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Whereas you go to a competition for a CrossFit. You're there all day. (laughs) Yeah. And you're dying after every workout. So there's just, it's the cardio part of it for sure. Yeah. With CrossFit that's different. And there's the whole rah-rah of the CrossFit competition. It's very loud. It's very noisy. Powerlifting is very serious. Yeah. It's, we hosted the bench press championships here. It was a year and a half ago, I guess. And yes, I was there. It was, uh, I was just blown away that someone would come out and and lift and then go and sit back there for 20 minutes and do nothing until they came back out to lift again. And I was just like, you don't keep warm back there. You don't do anything. Like, it's just, you go and you sit for 20 minutes. Like if you did that in an Olympic lifting competition, you would not make that next lift. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, they're totally different beasts for sure. No. So what, with your extreme competitiveness, how do you, <laughs> how do you like the, the CrossFit comps? Cause I know usually you say no as soon as you get asked. And then usually like on when someone asks you like 10, 15, 20 times the you, you'll usually cave. So do you do you enjoy the the competition or like why why turn it down and then you you know end up doing it? Peer pressure is it? <laughs> I, I can't get away from it. I crumble every time. Um, they are fun, and especially you know clearly no one I've not liked has asked me to compete. So <laughs> it's fun to go and compete with that person for the day. Yeah. Um, it's just the nerves and the thinking about it and the oh my god I can't do that and. So, but yeah, it's always been fun. Um, I have never, ever done a single competition, um, like just me for yep. CrossFit, and Yet. I yeah. never would. What? Have, I guess never say never, right? Yeah. But I don't think so. It's always somebody badgering me and badgering me to do one. So I've done doubles and I've done a team, and those are super fun. Yeah. Um, but the biggest stress is letting team members down, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I always think if you do the best you possibly can, like you're, 
you're good. If you're sandbagging stuff, then yeah, I guess you can feel <laughs> guilty about that. But Yeah, but I guess there's just always those insecurities that maybe your best is not good enough. <laughs> well, you've done you've done some RX comps, right? And then um, have you done any you you've done masters or no? No. No. I have not done a master's because I've never competed with someone old enough. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I keep trying to get Ray to do a competition with me. Oh, yeah? And he won't? And we did. We signed up for one, but okay. one of us got injured. Okay. <laughs> it's the master's thing. Yeah. One day. All right. Well, we'll have to find a, a competition, uh, maybe a master's comp that you can sign up for that nobody else will be yeah. signed up in. <laughs> and you'll be guaranteed, all. guaranteed first. So... Um, yeah, I guess to, to maybe wrap things up a little bit, um, any recommendations for anyone wanting to maybe get started in, uh, in CrossFit? Just go. It's scary. And, you know, to go into a gym that you don't know people, CrossFit people are pretty friendly though. And especially when someone worse than them comes in, they're like all over you. They're like, you can do it. (laughs) So yeah, like I said, I've been to a few different gyms and I've been at varying levels of goodness, if you will. And uh, it's always scary. Oh, it's always scary those first few times. And then you meet the people and it's like, cheers. You get hooked. I thought you were going to say cocaine. It's like cocaine. (laughs) Do it once. I wouldn't know anything about that. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much for coming down, Linnell, and taking the time to to chat and share your your CrossFit journey with everyone. And uh, hopefully people are going to take something away from this. And maybe if you're on the edge, on the fence of, of starting something, and it doesn't always have to be CrossFit, but even if it's just getting your ass moving, hopefully this helped. Anything you want to add? No, thanks for having me. This was fun. Good. You you look very excited. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, thanks for listening, everyone. And hopefully this podcast will make you a little bit better than yesterday. Take care, everyone. Thank you for making the time to listen to the Better Than Yesterday podcast hosted by Stark Strength and Conditioning. If you liked our show, please head over to the iTunes store and give us a rating. If you have any questions or suggestions about topics you'd like to hear us cover or people you think should be on this show, please let us know so we can make it happen. Thanks again for listening, and we hope that this podcast makes you better than yesterday.